Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Before we get into the episode with Max, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Some of my episodes got taken down from the Spotify catalog due to copyright. So they recognized that I was playing um, music that was in the outros and they didn't like that. So just to play it safe, for now we're not going to put in intro or outro music. Uh, the intro was always Welcome Back by Mace, which I thought was a great way to start the show. And the outro music, which was the guest choice, which I always really like asking the guests and uh, learning about new music. But for now, until I figure that out, we're going to skip the intro and outro music. And that's that. So uh, just a quick, a quick intro to the to Max, if you don't know him already. He's, uh, he's a very fast runner, impressive PRs, and I think he has a really inspirational story. And he has a really cool story about how he saved the Lehman cross-country and track and field program. So tune in for that. Thank you guys for listening, and here's Max. Hello and welcome to another episode of Amon Sheeran's Pirate Radio Podcast. On today's episode, we have another very special guest, Max Del Thibodeau. Max, thank you very much for doing this. It's been it's a pleasure doing this. All right. Um, so we're going to start off where we always start off with our running guest, Max. Why did you first start running? Well, first start out that I used to participate in multiple sports before I took up running. I did not realize that the sports that I participated in were non-competitive and only for fun. I enjoyed it because I liked having an outlet after school where I could use up my energy. As I got older, I took sports more seriously. In ninth grade, I tried out every sport that was available. I could see myself be good at basketball if I were to improve my vertical leap or good at soccer if I were to um, practice my dribbling skills. But then I found out that that track and cross country might be a better, might be a good shot for me as well because I like the fact that it was more of an individualized sport and that there weren't any substitutions. So the next year I had to quit soccer for to try cross country, but I didn't even know I was going to be good at it yet. So I liked it because I liked the team atmosphere. And I also liked that I um, got along with my coach and my teammates. But during the winter, I tried out for the varsity basketball team because there was no indoor track. I found myself doing well in practice, but hardly getting any playing time. But when I got my time to play, I was lucky to at least score a few points. But my coach was not impressed. Then I asked my coach how I could get better at basketball, and he said to be patient. And I was being as patient as I could, but it turned out that just taking the advice, I didn't get myself any more playing time or didn't do better on the team or didn't even feel like I helped the team at all. So I quit the team and I looked up an indoor track meet online at the armory. At first, my mother did not allow me to run the track meet because she thought I was just going crazy after the fact that I did not have a successful start of the season in basketball. 
But then I ran to the local track. I timed myself in a mile. I ran a six and a half minute mile, which is far from my personal best. It's a good start. I was not, yeah, still good for a start. Still good. But then um, a few days later, my mother found out that I would leave my house at night just trying to get better at running. So she looked looked up um, ways I can get faster at running. And I told her maybe I should sign up for it for a um a club so she signed me up for a club i was thankful for her that she signed me up and i was also thankful for the coach that i had because he told me i could be a good runner if i practice more and that i think that's about it for that question thank you yeah i have a similar story i grew up playing basketball and really loved it but eventually had to transition into running um so tell me more about that club and your coach and uh, the first time you broke five in the mile. So I trained for a club called the Chelsea Greyhounds Track Club. It's a um, AAU and USATF club. So we would be traveling to meets around um, the Northeast region. We would do local meets. And then if you were good enough, you would be doing junior Olympics. So the first time I broke five minutes in the mile, um, I could tell you a story about when I started training with my club, I wasn't even sure if I would be a sprinter or a distance runner. I enjoyed doing sprint workouts, but then every time I do a distance workout, I'll just puke. I, I, I puked a bunch yeah. of times too, so I can relate. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah. And I said no at first when I was told I, would, I should be a distance runner. But then when I did the 3,000 meters, what happened was that I, I got third place, which was because there was only five people running. And the people who were behind me was a, throw and a thrower and a sprinter. So I was not too impressed with it, but at least I meddled. And I was, I guess I was a little bit happy because I never really ran that distance. So then what happened was that one time I puked during a practice when we did hill sprints and my coach asked me, what did you eat? And I told him I ate pizza. And then he told me that I should not eat pizza before practice. So I would ask my mother, to make myself um, a light lunch, which would be either a uh, PB&J or maybe a small sandwich with cold cuts and maybe even add some fruit. Or if I had time, I would even prepare my lunch. So I kept on practicing when I uh, changed what I ate before practice. I've noticed that I had more energy and also I felt less sick. So I also was told by my coach that, that the hard work that I put in will make me do better at the meets. And I believed him because I keep, I also kept on enjoying the hard work that I put in. Like I once did 12 by 400 a week before the race, I would go from 64 to 76 for them. And I would average a 72. But then before the meet, I told myself, 
to go out and six, I would go out in um, 68 the first lap. Wow. My coach even told me that was a good idea. So, but I went out in 66 and gradually slowed down. The last 200, my assistant coach told me that the ambulance is outside the track. So <laughs> I decided to start sprinting and my head coach told me to start sprinting too. I closed my eyes. I tried to sprint and I clocked a 456. Nice. Was my end of my sophomore year. So I asked one of the officials if I really ran under five minutes and then I got a yes. Give me your sticker. I was happy after that race. Plus my mother watched me. She couldn't believe what I did. And that's the story of how I broke five minutes in a mile. Yeah, that's that's a question I always like to ask uh, experienced runners because it really is a special moment. And um, what did that mean to you? How you said you got to see your mother? That must have been you must have been really happy. Yeah, because I could just I could just show her that um, the practice that I was doing was really helping, and that she made the right choice of signing me up. Yeah, and that's so- great. Yeah, go ahead. Like I got it. I I mean, I got to be happy because, you know, there are people who don't even have the privilege to, to go running. Right. I'm and lucky that I got that privilege. That's exactly what it is. It is a privilege to be able to exercise and use our legs to our benefit and just um, clears the mind, keeps you in shape. It's a lot of good. But like you were saying, your hard work certainly paid off. And um, it's nice to show your mom that she made the right decision in signing you up. My next question is, um, jumping towards the present day is, uh, how's your training going and what has boosted your performance? So, so far today, um, I have been mostly training by myself because COVID and also I've been having days where I've trained with other people as well. Like I'll train with people who work at finish line. And also some people on the Henwood running club and also the Ch- even the Chelsea Greyhounds club, I would probably practice with, but I don't always have the time to practice with them every day because of work. So I have my own running plan that I follow and just looking at the goal time of my of Philly half and also some of my road races, that's just motivating me to keep running. And What has boosted me with my performance is um, looking ahead to a big race and setting goals for myself. Like that one time I was training while I was um, doing a 400, I was trying to set the goal of breaking 60. I was far from breaking that time, the first time I ever did a 400. I passed out after the race But then it took many more 400s for me to actually break 60. And I did that also at my end of my sophomore year, which was close to the time I broke five in a mile. So even during some, even um, during some of my last high school meets, um, my mother would even watch me and I would even do better in, some of the events that I run. And plus the 400 is not my specialty. I only run right. that just to gain the speed to run the longer events. And um, I would have to say that I 
had support from my family and even some of my friends who don't even run track and um they couldn't believe how much better I got at the sport with the practice that I did so I also um the junior olympics during my senior year of high school and um it's a huge event yeah it is the USATF and AU junior olympics are usually big events um for high school clubs to do and even um high school teams yeah like it, it was before i ran for delphi university and it was a goal for me to run for a college program during my senior year because i already saw that potential and i was happy that i made the team at delphi university and I also got along very well with my teammates and and my coaches at Adelphi University, and I liked spending time with them. Yes, I was also on the team at Adelphi. It was a great team atmosphere. Unfortunately, we weren't teammates at the same time. I would love to have been teammates with you. But what uh, what influenced your decision to attend Adelphi? Oh well, besides track, I I would have to say. Um, it was probably the small classes. My mother noticed that I usually um, do better in smaller classes. Plus I was lucky enough to get an academic scholarship at Adelphi. So we were able to afford Adelphi. And we also liked um, the computer science program. And um, that was what I was first, I was, um, planning to major in, even though it's a lot different from running. I, I know people who run, who uh, major in computer science. Yeah, that's cool. I, um, I'm definitely into the, the tech, probably not as much as you, but I like uh, learning about that type of stuff. Congratulations on the, the academic scholarship. That's a big accomplishment. Talk a little bit about your uh, time at Adelphi and some of your accomplishments there. Yes, I could tell you about that. I made a my I made the dean's list during my uh, first semester. Nice. And um, I also um, was about to qualify for um, the cross country regionals, but before that, I got injured, so it was better that I prepared for track during my uh, during that year. But then. Um, I'd, I'd also have to celebrate that I um, even made some of the big meets that Adelphi went to, such as Boston. Even yeah, though I didn't really race much for Adelphi, I'm still, um, some of the practices I did v very well with too. So I could already see that I could later on become better with running on the team. Right, for sure. Those are some definitely big accomplishments. Boston's a huge race. Regional's obviously a, a big race for, in the cross-country world. Um, and it definitely seemed like a stepping stone to your next college. Um, talk about some of your accomplishments at uh, Lehman University. So I transferred to Lehman College um, because uh, the price went up at Adelphi, so... My mother and my father, they were 
thinking about having me transfer. I, I loved Adelphi so much because I loved the people who I was with. And I also liked the team as well. But even with the scholarship, my parents finally decided maybe they can't afford it anymore at Adelphi. So they decided to transfer me to Lehman. And it also, I got Achilles tendonitis uh, the first time during that time. So I basically wanted to quit running after I left Adelphi. Gosh, and, yes. But I was going to tell you about Lehman. Right. Um, I did accomplish a lot of things at Lehman. They are a lower division, so it was easier to accomplish more things. Well, I made uh, regionals, which is the Atlantic Conference, and you'd be racing some of the top Northeast schools who were a Division Three school. So, still uh, a big accomplishment, definitely. even though it's a lower division, and it's still very hard to qualify for those events. And I was also going to tell you that I got second place in conference championships for the CUNYAC conference in cross country. And also I was on a team that tied first place with another team, which is city college during the indoor and outdoor season of 2019. So uh, that's also another accomplishment, but I also am happy about the academic accomplishments I made during my last year. I was a 4.0 student wow. during my last year. And also I got the MVP award for cross country. Wow, that's huge. So you mentioned uh, before transferring, you were thinking about quitting. Well, what made you recommit to the sport and uh, eventually what led to your success in the MVP? Well, after quitting, I got recruited by a coach there because he already knew me and he was also new to the program as well. So he would, he remembered, he would see me during a Greyhound practice when I practiced with the Chelsea Greyhounds. So he was asking me to join the team and I joined the team. So what, so what I did during my first practice, I would be doing a bunch of 400s and a lot of Cemetery Hill repeats, and those felt tough. That's a tough hill at uh, yeah, Van Cortland Park. Yeah, Van Cortland Park. I started off the season not that bad. I started off with a 29 at Van Cortland, despite being a bit out of shape, but then as I kept practicing with the team, I ended up running a 27 minute 8K at the Highlander meet. And also I ran a low 28 at Van Cortland Park, which is a tough course. Very tough course, very impressive times. That's how I got second place at the CUNYAC during that year. But then nice. also late, later on, I became sick and started underperforming, which is during the indoor and outdoor track season of 2018. But I still ran for the team just to score points because there wasn't really a lot of distance runners. So they really, they needed me. They even needed me for a four by four. Wow. And then I 
after I finished the track season, I'm, I took a short break, but then I did, I built up to 80 miles a week over the summer, which is the most mileage I've ever done. And then when I came back, my coach told me that I lost a lot of weight and it's true. I did because of putting in these miles, but the drawback to doing so many miles and probably under recovering from it was that I got injured. I got the same injury, which is an Achilles injury. And it was right after I ran a 27 at Highlander. And I think the injury may have been either because um, may have been my busy class schedule or maybe not under recovering or maybe it could be even under eating good food because of how busy my schedule was. So I went to the doctor and my doctor did a MRI and told, and also told me that maybe I should quit running because wow. uh, it was an Achilles rupture. So it looked serious. So I needed some time to heal. I didn't run. I lifted weights instead. And then I came back and um, went into biking. I didn't really run that much because when I would run, I couldn't go faster than like an 830 pace. So oh, wow. what was the Painful. point of doing that? Right. Plus, I do remember the year before we both raced into 3000 meters at Stroudsburg. ESU. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But then, like, I wanted to come back after being told I couldn't run. So when I was able to run, I thought to myself, maybe I could help the team score points this time. So this led to us winning winning the title with CCNY. Wow. So that was the CUNYAC title? It was. And plus, our program was about to be shut down anyway, so I I couldn't let myself out of the sport. Right. And this happened yeah. even the year after, where I still had my Achilles injury, but the team was about to shut down the track and field and cross-country program, so my coach needed me even more the year after, which is my senior year. Right. So the pressure must have really been on for that race and that uh, conference championship. Yes, Do you know that going started, in? Yeah, that's why I started running poor times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I ran poor times during my senior year, like until I ran a, um, finally ran a sub five mile again, and then a 16 minute 5K. I was just on a team to help the program survive. Right. So you performed under pressure. That's, that's really impressive. And you helped the program survive. Uh, how did that make you feel? Um, being able to continue that program well i felt your accomplishments i mean despite yeah. being 50 percent of myself i just felt heroic i just felt like a hero of the team that's a great way to put it and um, i certainly commend you for that uh going forward uh what are your some of your goals and future plans in the sport of running well, I'm not done running yet, so I'm still training. And I would say that um, what is motivating me to reach my goals is um, 
the support from some of my friends who run and also some of the future races I have in mind. So for the Philly half marathon, which is going to be in November, my goal is to run under a 72. Wow. Which I think would be good for me because I've never really ran a half marathon in a race before. And also, um, I'm trying to break 1530 in the 5k and also break 33 in the 10k. Believe it or not, I've run a 34 28 in the 10k this fall. That's quick. But I've never ran a 5k time trial yet. So I will be racing a road race probably later this month. If one of my races does get canceled, which is going to be a 10K race. I might just do a time trial at Van Cortland Park, which is a 10K time trial, and see how I do. Gotcha. I like that plan. One of the hardest things I found um, for runners post-collegiately is balancing work and running. How do you manage to do that? So this is even tough because I don't do what I don't do what um, a lot of um, collegiate athletes do, which is PT or exercise science, but there are many who do other things. I do um, software engineering. I work for TCS, which is an IT company. They are a sponsor for the New York City Marathon. Oh, that's right. So when I work, I start working remotely from 9 a.m. until either 6 p.m. or 8 p.m., depending on how much work I have. Normally, I would get up early around 6 a.m. And it depends whether I have a hard workout or if I have an easy workout. Like if I just have a recovery, I just have a glass of water and then either go for a run or go for my cross training session. But if I have a hard workout, maybe I might make myself tea and have um, have a banana before my workout just so I have energy. But then after my workout, I always try to um, think about recovery nutrition and make sure that I recover so I have the energy and strength for my next workout because nutrition is, is about as important, if not even more important than your training. But I still also try to make my training do good too and um, stretch after every workout or run and make sure I foam roll as well. Yeah. That's very impressive to do that while managing those, you know, 12 hour plus days. That's really impressive. And I'm sure that's the key to your success is being able to balance both work and running. Um, so other than the Philly half marathon, is there any other uh, races you want to tackle? Or are you thinking about jumping oh, up to the marathon at more. any point? There, yeah. yeah, there's more marathon for sure. The New York City Marathon will be my first marathon. And then after that, I'm going to probably do other marathons as well. Like I may even do a marathon outside of the U.S. Maybe oh, wow. somewhere nice. Yeah, we could do the Berlin, London. Yeah. yeah, there's some big London, ones. So. Yeah, London sounds good. Or any any recommendations from anyone would be good. Like I might even jump into marathons probably once or twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. You should try to do each world marathon. I think it's LA, Chicago, 
New York, London, and Berlin, the five world marathons. So I think that would be a, a neat accomplishment. Hmm. That's a fun fact. I That would be a good, good way to do it. I could do all five. And then I was also thinking maybe sometime this summer, I might even try OSR, which stands for or- Orchard Street Runners. But I'm not going to do it too much because the races are at 2 a.m. So it's not oh, really tough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's certainly not. Plus sleep is also important too. It's It helps your recovery as well. Yeah, for sure. Max, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. I learned a lot about your running career and uh, your impressive uh, accomplishments. So thank you for doing this. And thank you for interviewing me. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I'll definitely have you back anytime before the next big race. Before I let you go, I have one final question that I asked all my guests, which is, if you could have dinner with any celebrity or athlete, who would it be and why? Well, that's a tough one. Um, if I were to pick us, a celebrity or athlete, I guess I would probably pick Elliot Kipchoge because um, the fact that he lives in Kenya is interesting to me because I would be interested in learning about his culture and also um, would like to try new foods out. And also I know he trains intelligently. So I would also like to learn how he trains, how he recovers what he does in his free time, what he does for work. And I also like that he is a humble athlete himself. For sure. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. I don't think you could find a better person to get advice from than uh, Eli Kachogi, probably the most accomplished and best runner ever. Um, I don't think that's really up for debate. So I think that's an excellent choice. Yeah, so... um... Thank you so much for the interview and um, I hope to see you soon in person. Yeah, we should definitely get a run in some time. Um, social distancing, all that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with you and getting a run in. We should do a run together. Def- definitely yeah. soon as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much, Max. And I hope that you guys enjoy listening.